0: hey there water trio listeners thank you for joining us we're here um, delivering you all the insights for the week beginning uh october i was gonna say march
1: october 21 of 2019 <laughs> i don't know why that was gonna oh, be oh i know like, why why <laughs> we were just talking
2: about march like in between the show when we're talking about like oh some so we were, stuff. we were going yes. to march you were talking <laughs> the about
3: jupiter pluto
2: conjunction pluto
0: Yeah, maybe I'm, you know, channeling the the big uh, kahuna of next year. But anyhow, we're talking about this week, which is October 21st, 2019. So I'm joined here by my lovely friends and colleagues, uh, Kelly and Alicia. So before we get cracking on this episode, we just wanted to give a quick shout out to our 2020 retreat that we're holding on January 9 here in Brisbane. Um, We're doing a one-day retreat, you know, exploring all things um, 2020. Um, Tickets are selling really well. They're on Alicia's website. So if you want to catch the early bird rate, that finishes up on the 31st of October. So we've got a lot of people from Brisbane and surrounds coming, even some from interstate. And if you do want to come from
1: the US, I mean, we've got an amazing exchange rate here for you guys. Like, <laughs> you almost get like what an additional forty percent on your money. So, if this is a real, because like we have had a
0: few people say, "I oh, wish we could go," "Wish we could go," but it's so far away. So, if you do want to escape like a, a dreadful winter and come enjoy the summer, <laughs> we're just going to like say, "Come on over." Um, you'll get a big bang for your buck on your um, American dollar. But anyway, Although that's all on Alicia's website. About- We have talked about going and doing a retreat
3: in the US maybe in 2020. So we'll see. We'll see.
1: Yeah. Well,
2: and I mean, one thing we said was we should get people to vote on where in the US. So Mm. if you want to leave us a comment below and vote for a city that you prefer or that you could get to. It's very early days yet. Uh, We can't make any promises, but it's always
0: good to hear from listeners. I vote for somewhere that is like by the water on the beach. (laughs)
2: What what was the first word that you used there? I I vote. vote.
0: I vote. My vote is for somewhere near the water or by the beach near the water okay by the water yeah. i think i, by I the got water. like that
2: ran together for me in some weird way i'm like what are you <laughs> saying
1: girlfriend so that five times this fast. is a g-rated show oh, I I it's, the, it's the pre-chat where we freak out like my twin sister anywho okay
2: <laughs> well i guess it is scorpio season after all <laughs>
3: but the oh my- gemini <laughs> rising has the evil twin
1: oh, oh my gosh she uh, comes out sometimes and i love her <laughs> oh my goodness okie dokie so on that so note, on that note so- <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is Scorpio what are we season, with but i think i starting, starting with, Scorpio with me season? no we're starting with venus sextile pluto Okay, is that correct? <laughs> yes, that but that's the day after. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the sun goes it's, into Scorpio on the 23rd in Canada and the states, and so you're saying that's the 24th in Australia, Leash.
3: Yeah, and Venus sextile Pluto on the 25th.
0: Yeah. uh so so it sounds like Leash is actually uh, the first cab off the rank,
3: doing all things Scorpio. Oh,
0: are um, you doing Scorpio season? I thought you were doing the new moon. Yeah. Sorry
3: no okay new moon next week
2: well it depends where you are the new moon's in the u.s on sunday
1: <laughs> but that's at the end of the week so we can't like stop alicia our aries like champion of the three of us <laughs> going first so alicia do you want to tell us what what scorpio being a scorpio with several planets in scorpio is like <laughs> what can we expect for scorpio season
3: well, I think we've already had a taste of it really, you know, with, with Mercury in there mm-hmm. now for quite a few weeks and Venus moved in a couple of weeks ago as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's really about diving deep, you know, getting into things, having those raw, honest, open Dialogues, You know, Scorpio wants truth. Scorpio wants depth. Scorpio wants to dig into the hidden and see what's below the surface. You know, this is fixed water. This is the deep ocean where things are at pressure and things are real. I always think there was once I had a scuba diving experience um, and it was like, you know, we were all swimming around in the lovely open um shallow area where it's, you know, it's all like finding Nemo and then you get to the drop-off and you're like, uh-oh, do I have to go down there? Um But you go down there and it's a whole different world and, and it was just beautiful, but it's like sometimes the depths can be a little bit off-putting, but when you get there, you see the richness of what's below and, and what happens when you're in the more hidden world or the shadow world. So I think, you know, this is really a chance to just deepen whatever that area is that the planets in Scorpio travelling through in your chart. You know, it's where we want to get more intimate, where we want to get more real. Um, I remember, you know, back in the bad old days when I used to go out clubbing, um, it was a whole, you know, people used to say to me, don't have a DNM with Leash because she means it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it was like, Yeah it's it's that really wanting to get in and understand something, really wanting to hold the space for the, for the um, truth and the honesty to come out. So, you know, and this is going to be flavoured all week because, yes, this happens so it's early in the morning on Thursday, here in Australia, and it's late in the um, it's, well, it's on Wednesday, the 23rd, in the US, but it's flavored through until you know, Sunday, Monday, with the new moon yeah. in Scorpio then happening pretty soon afterwards. So, yeah, anyway, I've rabbited it on enough about the beginning of Scorpio season. What have you girls got to bring in with it? How about you, Kel?
2: Well, look, I mean, Scorpio season, I love the depth analogy. Um, it reminded me of being in Greece a few years ago where we had gone swimming, like just off the coast of a little beach. And we'd got this tip that if you went around the corner, there were these sort of underwater caves where all of a sudden you're swimming on top of the ocean, but then there's a big cave, you know, that you're kind of going into this depth and, that sort of hidden kind of quiet I don't know it's it is almost a sacred space but Mm. it is deeper and it's a bit dark in there and sometimes I think in Scorpio season we do have to like shine a light into the nooks and crannies of what we normally maybe overlook or don't see and I mean personally I, I do like Scorpio season for that sort of pause and that reflection and that introspection but I know that what we see in the darkness Often be true, even if it's uncomfortable or confronting to kind of see or hear. What about you, Cass?
0: Hmm, well, no offense to any Scorpios out there, especially you, Leishi, but I never used to like it. Like back in the early days of, you know, astrology and learning about it, you know, it was a place I used to really avoid. I just just didn't, you know, I was all Jupiter rising and this, that, and the other. It was just a massive projection of some of my aspects. But, yeah, I think now, like, I've learned to appreciate um, not necessarily the intensity but the when you're prepared to face that stuff that's hidden or dark or unseen, you therefore know where you stand one way or another. You like it feels like a little bit vulnerable and it feels a little bit like uh, trepidatious in a way. But once you kind of get pushed past that, oh, this is what it is and, oh, this is honest and this is like this is just how it is. There's a certain kind of clarity around that Scorpio once you're prepared to do that deep dive and you realise it's actually kind of cooler than what you like your, your fear is more than what is actually there. And, um, you know, when you get to the really beautiful part of Scorpio, it really is quite a, a precious space if you're, mm. like, ready to – and I kind of like the – the thing like once you do it you can't like undo it it's mm-hmm. it's just like you know it's sort of like you know when you've stretched your mind or you've opened your heart to something you can't then like shrink your mind back or close your heart down Or well, you sort of can close your heart down a bit but um there's definitely like um a knowing or an experience that you can't take back once you you know dive once you've seen something
1: wall. Yeah, once you've taken that deep dive into the murky waters, like it's like, ooh, you know,
0: (laughs) it can be a little bit, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I find, um, I mean, it's my sixth house for me. It's kind of a boring place for me, but I think once you um, can really open it up and and see what it is for, then it can be um, quite beautiful um, in its fragility, but that fragility has strength at the same time.
3: Yeah, well, it is a Mars-ruled sign and it is, you know, we can't have a conversation about Scorpio without having a conversation about sex. And although for me, you know, I'm so over the whole, oh, Scorpio's all about sex because it's not, but it is a Mars-ruled sign. So there is that there, but I feel like it's that kind of connection and togetherness that requires real intimacy, um... Excuse me, my alarm's going off on my phone. Yes. Telling me to go to bed.
2: Um, are you there, Leish?
3: Yeah, sorry, the alarm went off on my phone. It was telling me to go to bed. Um, oh,
1: love it. <laughs> <laughs> There's some intimacy for you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it, it's that, you know, it's it's where you really can cross some amazing or create some amazing connections where you let your guard down and where you really open mm. up and, and show yourself warts and all to somebody else and they can accept you. That's one of the things I really feel like you know, Scorpio can be linked to the underworld. And, you know, that was one of the things with Hades. He was actually prayed to often for, you know, clear judgment because he saw princes and paupers come before him and he was judgment free. And I feel like that's something that Scorpio can really offer is this, I know the shadow in me. I know the shadow in you. I accept it. You know, we we all kind of we all poo, we all die, we all do all that kind of stuff. And, and Scorpio just accepts it all. So, yeah. There we go. We've got sex. I mean, <laughs> bodily fluids. Late, fluid.
2: I mean, <laughs> if, if we want to really do this, I mean, what occurred to me, we all poo, we all do this, we all do that. I'm like, we all have funny faces when we have an orgasm. You know, like yes. that's something that just is a human experience. If we're going to talk about
1: all the Scorpio things.
3: Yep. Yep.
1: Cassandra, you okay there? (laughs) You were a little like, what the hell are we talking about? (laughs) It just reminds me, I remember being at a gig with a friend of mine one time, and her boyfriend was the lead singer, and she's like, wait till he hits this note. That's what he looks like when we're like, you know. I just whenever someone talks about orgasm face, I just what remember you this, have a visual of I love <laughs> it. This guy on stage hitting the high notes and she's like, That's exactly what it's like. And I'm like, I didn't need to know that. I did not <laughs> need that. TMI. But that's, that's,
3: <laughs> to <laughs> I
2: watch. that's to your yeah. point, Cass, of like once you see something or know something, you just can't unknow
0: it. Like it just gets seared inside you. For yep. better or for worse. Right. Yep. Yeah, so every time yep. I go to a gig now yeah. and I watch the singer like
1: yeah, anyway, that's another story. <laughs> oh, my
3: gosh. I'm not even sure if I'm, I'm
1: going joking. to talk
2: about my aspects for this week based on this conversation. <laughs> I was going to try and say something, you know, insightful about Venus coming to 20 Scorpio and sextiling Pluto at 20 Capricorn, which is happening on Friday the 25th. But I know it's often, like, reduced to sex and seduction, although I think there's probably more to it than that
3: but we have covered
2: there because i think so with venus sextile pluto it is about wanting depth in your relationships with other people Mm. which takes you into a place of truth and needing more emotional openness which might be vulnerability but it might also be you know we know what i always think of sometimes with like venus pluto is you want the truth. You can't handle the truth. You know that line, and I'm so bad at like paraphrasing. You know lines, but it's that idea of this is an aspect that actually does want the truth, whether it's mm. good, bad, or ugly. One thing I've learned over my years with you know I've got some very dear friends that are Scorpios, including you, Leash. But but even going back to being a teenager, one of my besties is a Scorpio, and, and of course my husband's a Scorpio you know, there's just this desire to have everything discussed, even if it is a difficult or a dark or a confronting, like the, the Scorpio energy and certainly Venus, Pluto, like Venus in Scorpio is like, I just want to know everything. And then I can decide where my loyalties go, because if I don't know everything, I'm going to be suspicious about what it is that I don't know. And because this is a more like functional version of a Venus, Pluto aspect, there is a sense of How can we create new togetherness or new depth or new trust or new intimacy? And we do that by being more honest or more open Um, because planets in Scorpio and Venus here for sure, I think I'm going to use a swear word now so we don't get bleeped out, but they have this inbuilt bullshit detector where they can just tell when somebody is not congruent, when their words are saying one thing, but their actions are telling a different story. And I think because it's Venus sextile Pluto, it's a chance to like trust the instincts that are drawing you towards someone. Um, There are other types of Venus Pluto aspects, I think, where it's like trust your instincts and don't go towards someone, like pull back. Um, But I think, you know, it's a Friday, so there's going to be a lot of astro talk about like it's a hot night for a date night. But I think it's a great night for a deep and meaningful conversation with a trusted friend, maybe with a lover, but also with a family member as well. What do you both think of this type of aspect?
3: Well, we are talking, you know, the master, I see Venus in Scorpio, having that placement myself can be the master manipulator as oh, well, you know. tell us from,
2: uh, from the inside, it's like scoop here, Leash.
3: <laughs> Well, it's that control paradigm that does come along with Scorpio. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fixed water. They want things to be in their control. They want to have power. And I don't think it's for power's sake. Well, not from my side anyway, but it's that sense that the world is ordered when I am in control and therefore I can be settled. I can feel safe with this. But we've got Pluto and Capricorn going, nah, this is reality. So I feel like it could be that thing where where control issues have come into play, where maybe power imbalances have happened, it's actually a chance for everybody to just... Get things out in the open, have those conversations, and bring it back into balance. Um, you know, Pluto and Capricorn's gonna, like you said, Cal, Cal, it it wants the truth, but it wants the truth crystal clear and and emotion free. It's like let's just deal with this. Let's just throw everything on the page in a cold, dry way and get it all out. You know, none of this emotional manipulation stuff. Let's just be real about it. Yeah, you know, Let's move past what's happened in the past and let's try and form some trust together as well um, and see where we can go through from that. So yeah, that's my take on it. What about you, Cass?
0: Yeah, I tend to agree with all of your points. It's definitely a functional version of this aspect where there is that, you know, we talked about compromise in the previous week's astrology, and this is one of the aspects that can perhaps bring that up where um <clears throat> let's just, you know, warts and all, let's get it all out on the table so we can come to some kind of workable solution or some kind of workable arrangement as opposed to um being like, you know, repelled from each other. It is a sextile and, you know, the sextile is, you know, described as the nature of Venus and, you know, Venus is a player here. So, you know, it is about like maybe having to pull the pieces apart a little bit in order to bring them back together um, as opposed to the more destructive elements of what these two planets in aspect can bring. So I think it's, you know, um, you know, it might be just like, you know, if, Parts feel like they're becoming a little bit unstuck or you know, unstitched. This aspect can bring it together.
2: Love nice. it so because there is, I like that bringing it together piece because I do think. You know, when I think of Venus in Scorpio, I always think of a quote from Jodie Foster, who is like an incredibly Scorpio person. And she does have Venus in Scorpio in addition to being a Scorpio. And she talks about this quote that she gave in an interview years ago. It's probably like the only interview she's ever done where she talked about relationships. And it's quite sort of obtuse in that she just says, love people and stay beside them. Mm-hmm. And I think this Venus sextile Pluto is sort of that idea of showing your love or your loyalty just just by being there, um, by showing up when it counts, um, yeah, by following through, I guess, you know, and in a world mm-hmm. where you can cancel via text message or everybody is, you know, too busy to do anything, actually following through or showing up um, says a lot and means a huge amount even more. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: There's another quote of hers that I love is, is something like, normal is not something to aspire to, it's something to get away from. Oh, so my it's God. Almost like
2: <clears throat> I love that.
3: The, yeah, the whole, you know, we're, we're not meant to be doing normal right now. Like, we're not meant to be doing the surface level day-to-day stuff. It's like, you know, let's, let's try to move into a different space together. Let's try to understand each other more. Let's try to really, yeah, connect and, and bind together in the way that Venus knows how, so... Yeah. I love it.
2: Okay, so that's maybe the pleasant aspect for this week. Um, Where do we go from here?
0: (laughs) Well, we did want to talk about the new moon. Yeah, As we well, should talk about we? the new moon and there's so many things this week. So, yeah. I mean, I think perhaps we should probably bypass maybe Mars, Saturn, we can't and choose well, the, the lunation. Two, they're, t- they're sort Mars, of together. Know, yeah. So, so let's just
2: start with the lunation. Do, do you want to lead us off with that, Cass? And then we can yeah, throw well, in the well, Mars. What
0: have Saturn. we got here? <clears throat> A new moon in Scorpio. Okay, so, so, this happens at, yeah. at five Scorpio, so very early, um, you know opposing uranus so it's definitely going to be you know um a deep yet volatile lunation uh potentially so this just for the details this happens at about like one thirty-eight brisbane time on the 28th uh, so that's actually the monday for us but it happens on the um the northern parts of the globe on October 27 are uh, very late in the evening, so around 11.38 p.m. on Eastern Time. So we've got the sun and moon together at about four, five um, Scorpio, opposing Uranus in Taurus. Um,
1: Almost yeah, exact. Yeah, so,
0: yeah, it's pretty tight. Yeah. So very much a, you know, I want to kind of like, you know, when I think about Taurus and Scorpio, it's kind of like it's this wanting to hold on. It's such a rigidity with these two signs, you know, very fixed, Uh like fixed, you know, you know, there's other fixed signs, but I think these are the fixed of the fixed and, you know, volatile Uranus in the mix. It's kind of like, well, you know, it's really kind of just getting a crowbar in and really prying open um, emotions. It's prying open the the status quo or what the things that have been left unsaid and all the things, right? So when you guys were talking about your Jodie Foster quotes, well, my mind was far from Jodie Foster. I was thinking Metallica. Of of course. course. (laughs) And then... And there's a line in one of like their favorite songs, when I start to come undone, stitch me together, which is very much like that Venus Pluto, like, you know, I need some help. I need to, you know, I'm coming undone in some way, but I need that support and that help. And so with this new moon in Scorpio, you know, where there might be, you know, things sort of like a coming undone potentially with this volatile influence of Uranus and you know are we working together are we working apart like are we going to stay in the stuckness are we going to like move forward you know there's this all these sorts of things and it's that part that feels the most stable is kind of becoming a little bit unstable right now so and you know we've got Venus um you know and Venus is actually moving in on Mercury at the moment too and there's so many other things um in the mix here so um, and of course with Mars ruler of the, um, the lunation is Mars squaring Saturn and kind of wanting to block potentially all the, this change that is available in this lunation. So what do you girls think about this?
2: Lace, do you have any thoughts?
0: Um, just it's
3: really, I feel like there's a part of us that wants to wipe the slate clean, just, you know, get rid of everything, sweep it all away. But as you're saying, this tension between Mars and Saturn's like, hold your horses now, you know, there's just a little bit more work to do. There's a little bit more we have to hold on to here. And it's, it's, I always think of the horse and the traces that's trying to, you know, charge forwards, but the driver's holding it back for for caution, for safety, or for for whatever reason. There is a sense here of really wanting to just, I don't know, like blow everything apart so that things can start fresh, but not wanting to throw the baby out with the bathwater. So I think... It, it, as you said, Cass, is definitely a volatility to this. It is a Mars-ruled lunation, just like that full moon we were talking about. So it still carries that energy through. Um, but I think to just be really cautious about how much we do throw away and what it is that still can be kept over. And I think you said it in one of our WhatsApp chats. It's like, why start again when you've got a really good system already in place you know just bring it back to basics maybe clean out whatever's there but you know don't don't just throw away everything you've already built up when potentially you've got something that's actually working well it just needs to be refined a bit cleaned a bit tidied up a bit does that make sense yeah
0: Yeah, totally totally were you gonna say something Cass yeah um maybe to the piece around what you were saying maybe something that i said i can't remember but you know when we're looking at this mars square saturn aspect like saturn quite likes mars you know in this so there is a little bit of reception there you know um saturn will um you know capricorn or mars is exalted in capricorn so there's just a little bit of help there so Um, You know, when I think about Mars and Saturn aspects, despite the fact that there could be any reception involved, I feel that sometimes there can be a stop short, you know, um, you charge into something and then you fall short of the mark. Um, I have a Mars-Saturn aspect and I find that is often, you know, what I do um, with many things. And so, um, and then I think like with the Scorpio and the Uranus piece there, it's like, well, there's no option to stop short here. There is a continuation, that fixed energy coming through. It's like Cardinal wants to start, fixed wants to finish. So whatever you might feel like you're stopping short on or that you are not completing, um, there is a challenge here to perhaps do do things a little bit different, even though it's uncomfortable, um, even though it might be getting you out of a... you know, know, that proverbial comfort zone, Um, if you're a little bit dissatisfied, which can be that itchy, scratchy feeling of Mars-Saturn, then is, you know, taking a different approach can really help you get to that, you know, know, the emotional satisfaction of the uh, new moon in Scorpio, but also the continuation of the long-term goal of the Saturn um, in Capricorn as well. So... Yeah, it's sort of like if you're not really happy with something or where things are at, you know, the new moon is planting that proverbial seed. Take a fresh approach. Take a different outlook. It might also be about getting out of an emotional comfort zone um, and, and moving on or moving forward with that. Yeah. What about you, Kel? Um,
2: oh my God, you guys have made such beautiful points. I think the only brief little bits I would add, yeah, this is not a usual new moon because it is opposite Uranus. Um, that um, four, five degrees of Scorpio and Taurus has been lit up all month through October. There's been various planets moving through early Scorpio opposing Uranus. So I think if... Four or five of Taurus or four or five of Scorpio is important in your chart. You're already working with this kind of freedom disruption cycle. Um, but the new moon does have a real groundbreaking feel to it because it's like plant the seeds, but in a surprising or unexpected way, or start something that's going to bring you freedom, even if it is disruptive. Mm-hmm. And I do think, I mean, Mars Saturn for my membership, um, for the people that subscribe to my monthly membership by my website, this was the aspect that I picked as the most difficult one for the month of October. It sort of puts both the, more heavy or frustrating planets at odds with each other. And the key word that I kept coming back to was this idea of frustration or things being interrupted, where you're trying to maybe do your Saturn and Capricorn long-term restructuring. And there's this other drama that's going on that you have to attend to in a more urgent or immediate way. Um, Or it might be that you're trying to, you know, take action according to Mars. And there's this voice of caution or voice of reason, or there's this sort of structural or authoritarian energy as represented by Saturn that's kind of interfering. So Mm. it feels... And, and this aspect is, you know, um, October 27th in Canada and the States, October 28th in Australia. I really think it's about a three or a four-day period, you know, a couple of days before and after that, where there is just going to be this general tone of I want to do this but I can't or now I've got to do this other formal thing or I have to submit one more piece of paper because I thought I was already done. And just knowing that there is some frustration and maybe even a few delays um, I think is worth keeping in mind around this time. So the new moon might not be quite as fresh and smooth as normal, basically. And we do
3: have Mercury like almost stationary. Um really really slow. D- uh, yeah, Mercury, yeah, slowing yes. down. So that will also be adding to the frustration as well.
2: Yeah, and we're going to talk so much about that. I think in next week's next episode, episode, which is going to be the Mercury retrograde on Halloween episode.
3: <laughs> what are they calling it? Spooky grade.
2: Yeah, I think Cam White is an amazing, another amazing astrologer out of Denver and Colorado. It's like spooky grade or something. Mercury yeah. spooky grade. Yeah, um, which is fun. So it's a full week.
0: It is. It's a full week. Yeah. So do you girls want to give a shout out to anything that you've got going on this week that people might want to l- learn more about? I might just well, mention,
2: if- oh, sorry, go, you go <laughs> late because you've you got to oh. talk about the new moon, aren't you?
0: Yes.
3: So yeah. um still taking registrations for my new moon magic gathering. So if you want to come on board and know more about this new moon and how it will affect you personally, um, please join me online for this. It will be, yeah, all the details are on my website. It'll be Monday morning here in Australia, Sunday um, afternoon, evening in the US. So head to my website or look in the show notes for more details for that. Sorry, Kel, what were you going to say? No, no, no.
2: Oh my gosh, totally fine. I had to get my thoughts together. I'm going to be quick because I actually have three things to mention. (laughs) Um, I do offer a monthly membership where I provide videos covering every single aspect that happens each month and you can find out info about that via my homepage, Kelly's Astrology, just scroll down to the bottom to the monthly membership. Uh, I am going to be presenting a one-day workshop in Denver on November 24th. If that's local for you or you can get there, pop over to the Astrology University website and you can sign up there. And I do have my next online class, which will be starting the first week of November. And, I, well, I don't have details about it now. By the time this show goes live, there will be information on my homepage about that. So kelly'sastrology.com. And I'm just going to, like deal with the sun moving as we're talking. Uh, what about you, Cass? What have you got coming up?
0: Uh, me next week, I'm starting a four-week uh, intensive on layering techniques. So layering your predictive techniques, what to prioritize, You know where do different techniques lead you to. So it's a bit of like sky lawyer work. That's what I like to call it. So you can join me for that. It starts Wednesday 30th in the US, 31st in Australia. All the events are on the uh events tab on my website. Um so hopefully um you can join me for that. But before we go, I want to say one last thing and we are approaching our first year anniversary of the Water Trio podcast. So we thought we would put it out there that you might, might want to start again. You, can you just out. repeat
1: because we lost you.
0: Oh, I know yeah. like <laughs> We're channeling Mercury Station already. So one last thing. If um we are approaching our first year anniversary being a water trio podcast. Woohoo! Happy dance. Yeah, so, we'll um have we thought we might we might put a shout out to our people. What shall we do for our to celebrate our first year anniversary? Like maybe pop in the bottles or like is there something that maybe you want to um to see as our first birthday as a podcast? So yes. That will be in like early November, I think.
2: Yeah, I was trying to remember. I I recall November, and we started recording obviously a week or two in advance. So I'm just, yeah, we have to check. I have to scroll Mm. back on the internet and
0: find out. It's
3: definitely November 17th is ringing a bell, but.
0: Okay. I thought it was sooner than that. I I was sort of around like early November. Okay, yeah, yeah. Node and Jupiter kind of changed. Anyway, I'm please sure let us know if you have there.
3: anything yeah, you'd please. like us we'll to chat about, share about, talk t- about.
0: Yeah, <laughs> tell us what you would like. Well, till next week, guys, have a happy new moon and um, we look forward to checking Astrology out with you next week. Yep. Take care, Let everyone. us know what your intentions are. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> See you later.